today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. The last PC leadership debate will take place tonight. Boy, this all seems boring now. Uh, will this debate be a little bit more energetic than the last one? How uh, will we fare without Patrick Brown in there? Uh, let's bring in Christopher Cochran, Department of Political Science, University of Toronto. He is with us now. Christopher, thank you for taking the time to join us. We appreciate this. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So do you think this will change much now that, uh, obviously, Patrick wasn't there for the first one either, but he is out of the picture now. We have a clean slate ahead of us, uh, you know, a clean canvas. Does, does, does the PC party take advantage of this? Well, I think they'll they'll try to. They'll do their best anyway with the bad situation they've sort of faced for the past couple of weeks. I think one of the real challenges for the party, it was a short campaign to begin with. It didn't look like the, the candidates were really going to have much of an opportunity to define themselves or to present a coherent message to, to party members, let alone to Ontarians in general, over the course of the shortened campaign. And given that the entirety of the leadership campaign up until this point has been eaten up by speculation about Patrick Brown, talk about Patrick Brown, and so on. Really, all of the four remaining candidates are back essentially to square one, which is they have to define themselves and position themselves for a post-Brown future for the party. They tried to do that in the first debate. They lost all of the airtime for the past couple of weeks, and now they're going to have to try to do it again. What about dealing with the party platform? Because, of course, prior to all of this, part, uh, Patrick Brown had that in place. Now there's been tweaks to it by various members. How do they handle that moving forward and, and keep Ontarians informed? Well, you can, I think you can get away with making up policy on the fly in a leadership debate, in a, in a sort of truncated leadership campaign like the Conservatives are facing. But you know, I'll just give you an example. I mean, Doug Ford, for instance, has, has said that he opposes the increase in the minimum wage and that he would support rather a, a tax reduction for people who make minimum wage, basically so that they wouldn't pay any tax at all. That's a perfectly sensible policy. But the challenge is, from a, from a provincial perspective, when he goes up against Kathleen Wynne, if he is to win the leadership of the PC and of the PCs, when, she, when he goes up against Kathleen Wynne, she'll just point out that his plan would save a full-time minimum wage worker about $1,100 a year, which is certainly significant, but that her plan will give them $5,500 extra dollars. So unless there's somebody online who can crunch numbers and you know who can do that stuff for the Conservative Party in a very short period of time, then they face the real risk of making policy out of the fly of frankly being embarrassed in the general election. So that was the one thing Patrick Brown really did have going for him, which is to say that he had a plan in place, it was costed, and if you tinker with one part of this plan, it's going to have effects elsewhere in the plan, and you can bet the Liberals will exploit that in the election. And that was my next question. Is that going to be their focal point now that obviously this other distraction is out of the way? It's hard to imagine that the Conservatives are going to be able to put a tent over the circus in times for the time for the election. I mean, there, there, it may be the case that a leader emerges that's very clearly the, the front runner, and that everyone rallies around them to support. I think somebody like Christine Elliott might be well positioned to do that. Even Doug Ford might be well positioned to do that. But it, much more realistically, it seems that a lot of the infighting that they've had will be just barely beneath the surface, if not outright in the open, as it's been for the past little while. And the Liberals are going to run a campaign as a very unpopular government that people want to replace. But they're going to say, look, this party hasn't been able to govern itself. Can you trust them to govern the province? And if that's the ballot question for the Conservatives, I think that's extremely unfortunate for them because they want to make this about the Liberals. Will this be difficult for them to do and keep a straight face? Well, I mean, given the, the infighting, and it's not just infighting, it's not the you know, standard bickering that you might see sometimes in a party falling into dysfunction, the, the criticisms that have been made against Patrick Brown in particular, but also against by him and some of his supporters against the rest of the party establishment, have been incredibly harsh. 
Uh, I mean, it's hard to go back into Canadian politics and even try to think of a case where opposing parties have been that critical of each other. And this is friendly fire, supposedly, on the inside. Mm. So I think the challenge for the party is going to be how, first of all, how Patrick Brown responds. Is Patrick Brown, I thought his, his uh, resignation letter when he stepped out of the leadership race, I thought it was much more gracious than it could have been. So it wasn't a worst-case scenario for the Conservative Party uh, in that he was, he was laudatory in his comments about all four of the remaining candidates, which I think is a good sign for the Conservatives. I think the challenge, though, is that if his leaders, if his supporters, rather, feel that he was never given a fair shake, if they feel that the allegations against him and all of the subsequent allegations about uh, sort of ethical impropriety and so on and so forth, if those things were inside jobs designed to remove a leader that caucus never wanted in the first place, if Patrick Brown's supporters stay home in the election, that obviously is not a good sign for the Conservatives. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.